Hey guys, this is Matt from Dinosaur Pileup, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo! And we got another co-host this week. We're international this week. <laughs> yeah, we can take it uh, over from uh, England. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring the culture. There you go. Yeah, yeah I'll bring the culture to it. So, uh, Jamie? Yes. Thank you for being here. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Jamie is from, you got to clue me in. Just remember, he's in England. That's very yeah. broad. I just want to name it a little, par down a little better. So you're from? I am from a town called Sheffield. In, okay. uh, in the county of Yorkshire. So northern north, England. Yeah, north of England. Okay. Yeah. I'll get third date friendly with your mic there. Just like, oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. There sorry. you go. Very good. Perfect. Sorry. So that's, what we, that's how I say it. So anyway, no, it's fine. So sorry, we're not we're not uh, high class mics. We have to have cheap mics. Right. So we have to, so you got to be right up on What's them. our budget? Are we, still the, are we still the red? No, we're in the black, believe it or not. We're in the black? We have a budget? But we, do, well, we can't buy any mics. Oh, okay. which, that's way too, <laughs> that's way too expensive. Still mics. Yeah, basically, still mics. Basically, we're, we're buying coffee. Yeah, which you're the coffee that was that was yeah, paid yeah. for Perfect. by. Anyway. So <laughs> thank you for that. So, uh, so we have one kind of crap game to talk about. Yep, and the reason Jamie's with us this week. So Jamie got to experience not first only St. Louis Blues game first time, yep. but a hockey game for the first time. First yeah, time first yeah. NHL game, and yep. talk about getting thrown into a great one. One of the best rivalries in all of the game, which is St. Louis and Chicago. We, I think we do have. It's like where I live in Sheffield, the Sheffield Steelers are the I think they're the winningest hockey team in British ice hockey. Yeah, because um, well, Cam Jansen played for one team. I want to say Sheffield, possibly. The, Let me do some like, good one. The most infamous one. ones, like Sheffield Steelers, right. Nottingham Panthers. That's it. That's Nottingham who he played Panthers. for. He played for Nottingham Panthers. Well, Nottingham Panthers is only an hour away. Okay. But, so. like I say, from, from North England to South England, it's only four hours. But that, that was the rivalry between the two biggest teams gotcha. in British sport, British ice hockey. Sheffield Steelers and the Nottingham Panthers. So one of the one of the players used used to play for the Blues and actually from uh, St. Louis, Louis Cam right. Jansen. He after he couldn't uh, did not land a contract here. He signed with the Nottingham Panthers right. and they won a I think the title. I think I want to say three years ago now they won the championship. I want to say. Oh wow! Right. Yeah. So he was on he was on the team, not the captain. Oh, I want to say, no. but he done anyway. So a little trivia there. So. That's where we're going to kind of take this podcast compared to the usual, hey, this guy scored, and, and this is what happened. The we're quick gonna... backstory is we Go all know it. each other from uh, the game Destiny. Yeah. Uh, I met Jamie, what, three years ago at this yeah. point online? Yeah. yeah. And then you and I have been playing for a while. We're all in the same online clan. Mm-hmm. And um, a fledgling friendship. Yeah. And... It's been, it's you know, yeah. we've just kind of stayed in touch, and we, we play online all the time. And so Jamie came over. We're actually, the, the purpose of the trip is uh, we're going to Elton John later in the week. Um, but I was like, if you come over a couple days before, I was like, there's a hockey game that I have tickets to, and, yep, and Jamie's I'm- a big sports guy. And it's been one of those things that, you know, since we've become friends, you know, he keeps an eye on the blue scores because he knows that I'm a fan and, and things like that. So I was like, dude, come over. I'll throw you into the deep end for hockey, and we'll go to Blues Blackhawks, and you'll get to see what NHL hockey, you know, hockey at its highest level is really all about. Yeah, it's hockey on a um- – 
on a Saturday too. So that's kind of like a, I would say St. Louis tradition type thing this time of year. Hockey on Saturday night's a big, yeah, kind of like a big deal, especially it, it, with a uh, no football feel, now. It did feel it. It felt like a big occasion. It was a tremendous occasion to be at. There were. I'll, I'll say what did surprise me were there was a lot of Chicago fans there as well. Yeah, and that that's happened, I would say, ever since the Hawks started winning again in 2010. Yeah. Um, that, this rivalry has picked back up, and I think it's great for both teams. And, and St. Louis people will get upset that, you know, the Blackhawks fans will wait for people to sell their tickets online and buy them. To me, I don't care because the quickest way to shut them up is to do what we did last night and mm. beat the piss out of them. Correct. Um, but yeah, there's, it's not uncommon when you look at St. Louis, Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, even, uh, regardless of those three markets, be it in St. Louis, in Chicago or in Nashville, you see a good split of home and away fans in all the, in all three of those arenas. Yeah. So, uh, you want to get into that. So first off, let's go into news this week. Okay. So nothing really happening except for a couple of, uh, guys working their way back. Robbie yep. Fabry, uh, mm-hmm. Nikita Soshnikov. Yep. Good job. Hey, I know. Thank you. Well done. And, uh, and uh, Carl Gunnarsson all got assigned to San Antonio, which is the minor league team that's for the Blues, to basically go get conditioning. conditioning. So they're going for the weekend. So they're actually playing, or as we speak, I think it just wrapped up. They're winning 2-1. to one, Right. Which is the Blues set, don't play until November 1st. Yeah, Thursday against the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Excuse me, Vegas Golden Knights. Familiar, I'm familiar with them. Yes. So uh, that's about the only round of news that's kind of going on. Um uh, injury wise, we'll talk about that coming up. Yep. But uh, nothing else really kind of happening. We kind of talked about how Robert Thomas was getting sat last game. Yeah, uh, he worked his way back into the lineup last night. I thought it looked, I thought it looked pretty good. decent. So, uh, uh, Oscar Sundquist, who was hit at the, uh, I will say, uh, to the headshot yeah. by uh, Tom, Tom Wilson, Wilson. Uh, that uh, suspension was upheld. Which by I, Gary, I by Gary Bettman. And, I mean, they needed to send a message with him. That's a dude who's a repeat offender. Uh, he can now appeal to a third-party arbitrator. So that means basically somebody outside is going to come in and look and see if the suspension is worthy. Basically. I think that that's worthy. And I'm not just saying that because he hit a Blues player. Like, yeah. at some point, you've got to stand up and say, this is not permitted. Essentially, this is a guy who's made a habit of going full speed into people's heads and, and knocking them out. Right. And this is the third time he's done it in two years. Uh, it, uh, basically, third time, and he's the second time in 26 games he's been suspended. Yeah, for hits time, that are questionable. The first time he got what a five game. I think it was three. Game. It was three games in the playoffs last. I don't have them all in front right, of me. Right, those playoff games, and basically they jumped it this year. And he he hit one of our guys in the preseason, and they suspended him for 20 games, which is you know a quarter of the season. Yeah, which is a good chunk compared to it's the third highest ever suspension in NHL history. But this is a guy who's now showing a pattern of behavior of aiming for the head. Yeah. Don't teams become aware of it though, and then, like I was saying to you yesterday, like a an enforcer role, right? Where you'd basically go to them and say, "Listen, you mess about, and you, yeah, you're in trouble." I mean, they do. I think the problem is when you're talking about hockey, the game moves so fast that yeah. you know if, if I'm going this direction and I go to move, I may not notice that you're right here. And if I go to turn and you've already targeted me, there's nothing I can do. That hit's coming. Yeah. yeah. And then having if he, if he does it intentionally, sorry. If he oh, you're does, right. If he does it intentionally, though, right? Oh, if he does it intentionally, he's he, the the benches are going to clear. Yeah. Um. But I think you know the last I would say what five years I really say four to five years the role is diminished compared. To, you used to have a guy that was 
His job was to beat people up. Yeah, yeah. basically, he had a guy who only All played five or six minutes a night. He'd yeah. go out there and, you know, stereotypically, a guy who couldn't skate that well, but he was a big, burly dude. Yeah. So he'd go out there and basically patrol things, and something would happen. He'd be out there. He'd beat the crap out of somebody, go to a penalty box, and he did his job. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, the game has moved slowly away from that. and There's still some guys out there, but... There are. In your opinion, does that make for a better game of hockey? Or, it, uh, depends on, uh, it depends on what you're looking for. That's a can, that's a, that's a can of worms. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Personally, I like it better because I think that when you have more skill on display, it makes the game faster and there's more scoring. You don't have a game that gets ground down to a halt because it just becomes penalty after penalty after penalty. But... From an outsider's view, speaking myself, I always thought that that was part of the game that you intentionally go to watch. Well, and it is. It's and a there's a physical part. There is the old joke that I went to the fights and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there, there's 100%. And there's a lot of people in St. Louis who, who hold on to that belief. And some of the most beloved players in Blues history are players whose job it was to go out and beat the crap out of people. Is that you like at, you were saying though yesterday, Chris? Is that an influence of foreign players coming I think it's that? the European influence in the it's, game, yeah, 100%. The Russian and yeah. European. The Russian and Scandinavian Swedish, influence in the game, yeah. 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 And then, um, like, St. Louis is very... Blue collar. Uh, blue collar. So Worker like party. That, that, so, right. like, a lot, of, a lot of... You see a ton of people online, especially saying... Um, Kind of thing going on in the Blues aren't playing that well lately, so they're the coaches in question. So a lot of people right. are saying the new coach should be this ex player who was an enforcer, this ex player who was an enforcer, because he would beat the crap out of our players and put them in line. Right. And that's just kind of the mentality with some people right. in St. Louis, where it's just like, um, like I said, blue collar, you put your boots on, you go to work type yeah. thing. That's, right. And that's kind of like defined Blues hockey for a really long time because there was never like a fast, skilled team. You can really remember that was like. I mean, we had of, those players. We had players, but but the definition of your team was always these guys that would be the third and fourth line guys go out there, throw a lot of hits, um, wear the team down, and stuff like that. So that's and that's where a lot of right. fans fall as, in love as with those most, players. As, as was very commonly said by other teams, you knew when you were coming to play the St. Louis Blues or when the Blues came to play you that at the end of the night you were going to feel it. And you were right. going to know that yeah. you played the Blues. They is were that, heavy and they were big. Is, is that team situated or is that position? Because the, your defense, I always, I always imagined your defensemen were, were that kind of role mm. of enforcers, and then your your wingmen were your play. For the most part, I mean, you do yeah. have forwards that will be enforcers. I mean, you look at. Well, you think of most of our guys probably were. You think of like we talked about Cam Tony Jansen, Twist. The guy, Tony Twist. Yeah. Uh, the most recent one was Ryan Reeves, was the kind yeah. of like guy. So a lot of, I mean, a lot of forwards. I think it's more of a team identity, I think. But you, know, you look back at the early 90s and you've got guys like Garth Butcher and things like that, like guys who not necessarily would drop the gloves, but like they were the guys who they would pin you to the boards. They'd, right. If you went after Brett Hall or you or, went after or someone I could say like even, that. Even somebody. For most of his career, until he had to be like a, a quote unquote number one guy, Barrett Jackman, who was one of right. my favorite players, who was a tough guy to play against and would drop the gloves on occasion right. to fight somebody. Even as a, even as a forward, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but he, even yeah. But even if there wasn't a fight, like when you when you came in and Barrett Jackman was on defense or Chris Pronger was on defense, you knew you were going to get hit. Yeah. You were either going to get stapled to yeah. the boards or you were going to get put on your ass in the middle of the ice. One yeah. of the two. Yeah. So like I said, now it seems like the game in general is more towards. Fast and skilled. While there are some players and some teams that maybe try playing a like a little bit heavy game, but if you look, I think the NHL is pushing with rule changes and other stuff. Yeah. More of a skilled, high-paced, yes. uh, yep, game. Yeah. So you can watch that, and it's more 
I think they're trying to bring in the more casual fan. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, look how exciting this is. Like when you watch like football, for example, or something like that, where it's like ten seconds, and then you're done. You gotta wait. And yeah. sometimes you get done. Or baseball is very traditionally moving slow, right? Um, and stuff like that. In so. your opinion, then is that is that moving better or for the mm. worse? Um, I think for overall, the general, yes. And the Blues, they're working their way. In general, in the NHL, I think it's making things. I think it's making it better for the casual fan. But I think at the same time, the very old school, not in my day, crowd. Right is getting effect like hating it like it's it's the new generation i think is liking it because like we this is a huge large topic where it's just last year yeah where it's like oh it's like oh look at this real where you're like hyper focused and then your focus is somewhere else so trying to get you for the fast paced and let you lock on compared to should it not just be though what's best for the team and gets you a winning record well i mean at the end at the end of the day you have to build the best team the problem that you run into is and i think to an extent, the Blues got caught in this mode when when the tide started to turn. Yeah, was when you have a heavy and slow team, that's fine, but you can't hit what you can't catch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, a lot of these teams have been forced to change their philosophy because they were just legitimately being skated in circles around. Yeah. Right. So it's been, it's been an interesting transition for probably the last uh, handful of years. With probably, I would say the Blues have continued to evolve over the last decade. Yeah, I would say that the last three years have been the most changed. Ever since for the, sure. Hitchcock has been gone, that's when they've our last coach. They changed coaches. He was a very old school. He's in his sixties, I believe, when he they let him go. Yeah, um, and he was a very like I would say not tough as nails, but a very defensive minded and just kind of like you know. Heavy when, you know, play when the philosophy of the team changes, when you're fetching a new coach, if it's like European sports, you still need the players to implement correct, right. which is what they're working on. Yeah. yeah, so you've got to, you've got to get the players in to to change their style agreed agreed to what the coach is after. I agree. And has that has that worked out well? Or? They're working their way. There. They're this, working their this, way. This I mean, season's been a little. I rough. think that's part of the problem this year. But uh, you're obviously, I've only took in the one game, but from what I've seen. It was. I'm an avid Blues fan now, to be fair, and I'm only watch one game. Yeah, I'll be an overseas. Fan. Well, you saw probably the best game of the year. Yeah, so which far, is good. Did you guys see the yeah. took yeah. the game what, ten? But what we you got, got to, to it, see yeah. was a very angry and pissed off Blues team going right. We're better than this. It's time to show it. Yeah. yeah so it worked out uh, great. So we'll get into the not great game. Oh God! First. The game so the Blues this. played um, against the Columbus Blue Jackets earlier in the week. Do you want to say they played against them? I mean, they were there. They they I showed don't know up. If they played. They showed up. Correct. It started out pretty great. Um, so Vladimir Tarasenko got his third of the year from O'Reilly and Maroon at the 426 mark uh, on the power play. So power play looks good. Power play looks great. So that's good. At least we got that going. It's it, You know, we've talked about this before that, you know, there's been years before where the power play has been fantastic and then trails off. Last year it was dead in the water from the jump and never got any better. And they've – so far, knock on wood, we're 10 games into the season. It seems to have fixed it because, I mean, it's scoring at a decent clip now. Yeah, so the Blues, uh, yeah, they really look great for a while. So Jaden Schwartz gets his first of the year finally. Thank God. Uh, from uh, Braden Shen, stole it in the on the left side. Pass it Braden to Shen has been coming on the last week or so. Yeah, and so halfway through the period, the Blues are up 2 nothing. Everything, everything is good. And then the defensive collapse happens. Right. Stop me if you've heard this before. The Blues blow a two-goal lead. So Boone Jenner gets his second of the year. For on- Best name in hockey. 
Eh, probably. I have to think about it, but that's a pretty solid name, though. But because it's only one of the few that you can pronounce. Right. Is that, is that why? Boone Jenner. That is <laughs> a straight hockey. That's, that is a hockey That man. guy is either playing hockey or boxing, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, so he gets a second from Murray and Warinsky. Two to one after one. You're thinking, okay, they held on, but, you know, didn't look great. Unfortunately, the second period is where it started to fall apart. Oh, jeez. Uh, Anthony Duclair gets his third of the year from Borkstrand and Harrington at the two-minute mark. So you're already two minutes into the period, and it's already blown. But wait, there's more. And then Boone Jenner once again gets a goal here, his third of the year. Uh, so you're like, okay, well, that's fine. Let's see how it goes. But type wait, thing. there's more. So more Columbus goals. It's like you don't even want to talk about it because it just gets like – It gets bad. Crappier and crappier and – so, this is the so I just said the this is the third goal. So our third goal happens here, and then the fourth goal. Did you watch this game, right? Did oh, I watched it. Did you see any like any of these goals in your head? What do you think? Like anything on Jake Allen here, or are you thinking Dude, defensive coverage? Look, I I'm not gonna make excuses for Jake Allen. He's got to make the saves, but at the same time, man, our defense couldn't stop a sneeze. Like, they just couldn't. They were, to to say that the Blues' defense was inept would be to call the Atlantic Ocean damp. It, it, they just, and it's not just one guy. It's not just Jay Bowmeister. It's Bowmeister. It's Petrangelo. It's all of them. They're all making terrible mistakes. They're all not looking where they're throwing the puck. They're turning it over right in the slot. And, you know, yes, there's shots that Jake should probably make the save. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of those where if I'm the goalie, I'm just assuming, all right, our defense is going to clear the puck. I can, you know, take a breath and relax. And then you can't. And I guess at some point it's on Jake to be like, it's not out until it's out and always be ready. But Damn, man. The defense is doing no favors at all. Yeah, so the fourth goal uh, happens from, uh, I believe this is the one that, uh, let me see, Seth Jones scored his first of the year. Yep, Seth Jones. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just had to get that one in. So I'm not going to go through the rest here because it kind of just fell apart after this. I turned it off at 7-3. to three. Yeah, so Blues didn't really do much here after this. Um, Chad Johnson comes in and... Say what you want, but he didn't do that good either. So, Steen gets a goal here. Sanford gets a garbage goal near the end to make it seven to four. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the rest of it because it's just it was just a cluster f at the end of the day. It was bad. It was as bad as some of these losses has been. As bad as opening night was. Uh, as bad as a couple of these games where they've had leads and lost, like Montreal. This was by far, I think, the worst game that the Blues have played all season. And there was a lot of where they had a closed-door meeting right after this game. It's about time. Um, and the media didn't get in for almost a half hour after the game, which is really unusual. Now, the one thing I didn't see was, was this a players-only closed-door? No, Mike was Yo it? was there. That was okay. he, They did reveal that he was there. So, uh, And Tarasenko was fired up about it. Or, you know, he, which is great, man. He, he basically said, like, you know, basically, we he actually cussed, which was an interesting. Like hockey players, like I don't know for me, you can help me with like for like over in English versus like soccer or anything else like that. They always get very can we say canned answers. Like they very just like we got to play better, we got to play a two hundred foot game, we have to do better on our end. And they always say that. And when a player actually says something different, it's actually refreshing. Yes, yeah. 
when when you go back to a, a players only meeting as a sports fan I, I feel like when I see NFL highlights and whatnot and mm-hmm. yeah the 30 for 30s the uh, America's games and stuff like that when you say we had a players meeting I, I don't see how I don't see how that can encourage a team when you're leaving the coach out that has to pick and influence things. I don't, I don't see how that. I agree. You. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it should it should be from the tea lady, is what we refer to the tea lady who makes the tea and cups of tea, and right? To the kit man, all the way up to the general manager. If if things are going wrong, bring the organization. Yeah, in. Yeah, everybody should know about it. Yeah, every the, the players. It stands with the players because they actually do their job on the field or on the yeah. ice, but. Everybody, something's going wrong. I, from, I from agree what, with that. From what, from what you're talking about to the previous match, to the match that I saw, it's like chalk and cheese. It is, 100%. St. Louis Blues looked Dominant, dominant. Were, yeah, they were fantastic in all their... Defence were a bit suspect. Which has I, been a but, problem. But I feel like that if you're ever going to feel like your club's never going to lose, you're delusional. Right. You, they're, they're always going to lose a game. Your team's always going to lose a game. You're going to concede. But at least on offense, they looked fantastic. They did. They tender pulled off a fantastic save when we got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let one in, and then he pulled off a fantastic, a fantastic save. The offense looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. The the the, the defense, from what you've seen, it's like they were in, adept at doing anything. The yeah. previous game, this game, like I said, they were suspect, but they did it. But job. they got the job done. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fine conceding free if you're scoring seven. Right. But if you're conceding free and not scoring any, mm. that's where you're in trouble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get to the game now that uh, you got to attend. So I'm going to run through goals super quick. And then we're you gonna know talk who else was at that, that game last night? Our good friend Rafi. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Got it. So, all right. So um, it started out well. So you guys, so you guys, so just uh, just where we get this clued in here. You guys show up a little bit later. We the, did about mid second period. His or flight so. got delayed, so we missed all the first and about the first nine minutes of the second period. So you said it was about four to two. It was. We got there just before Kane scored the third goal. Okay, so we'll run through to that point, and then we'll talk about the goals that you guys see, and you kind of give me your yeah. reaction yeah. to kind of the atmosphere yeah, no and stuff. So start off well. Amazing. Eight, Eighteen well. seconds in, Ryan O'Reilly, who is the kind of big player that the Blues. God, has he been worth the every penny? He's a, he's a center. He's yeah. A, yes. He's a center, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a. He's a playmaker in essence. Yeah, and yeah. he's been scoring and uh, doing basically everything that he's been advertised yeah. to do, which yeah. has been great. So his third of the year off this line is clicking the Perron, Sanford, and O'Reilly Boy, it's, line. It's really good. Um. So. Give me a little background on one of the guys that got an assist on him. He actually scored later on uh, this period. Zach Sanford. So last season, he was kind of coming in as a young kid. We got in a trade a couple years ago, so he's going to try and make the team. The first 15 minutes of practice, he fell awkwardly into the boards, tore his shoulder. He's out for the year. Right. I was uh, trying to remember. Is Sanford who we got for Shattenkirk? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so he comes in this offseason, does all the work and stuff, comes in. Then, unfortunately, unexpectedly, his father passed away. So he missed most of training camp. And so they sent him to the minor leagues just to, hey, let's see what happens. And then he played really well down there when the team wasn't playing well. And so they caught him up, and he has earned his way from being fourth line to now he's on the second line playing with the top guy we acquired in the offseason. So I think it's a very good story so far. Doing fantastic. Yeah, not like just being there because they threw him. And let's be honest, David Perron, we got the David Perron from Vegas. Yeah, That guy is playing out of his mind. Yeah. David Perron, I'm sorry, 
Fan favorite David, David Perron. Perron. There you go. This is the third time he's been with the St. Louis Blues. Right. He was drafted by the Blues, then traded to Edmonton, Edmonton. then ended up in Pittsburgh, re-signed as a free agent. Then last uh, year... Anaheim. I'm sorry, Anaheim, then Pittsburgh, then St. Louis. Mm, other way around. Um, or was that the other way around? Other way around. Pittsburgh, Anaheim, go. Okay. And then we lost him last year in the expansion draft to Vegas. He was a free agent in the last, this past season, came back for a third time in St. Louis. Yeah, so it's, yeah. A, it's he's had a very interesting story that he's only signed a contract with the St. Louis Blues. But he's played, he's played for, played five, for four, teams. five teams, right, right. which is a kind of interesting uh, little Has trivia Has it ever been him. his decision to leave the Blues? Or no, no, that's the thing. Is he, that's, and that's the thing yeah. that he kind of said when he signed this time. He's like, I've always loved this team and loved yeah. this town. And, I, and he has a child now and a wife, and he's like, I want to raise my kid here, and yeah. that's why I decided to come back here. Yeah. So it's been – it's kind of like – I was like, And right. he's been fantastic. Yeah. His big knock when he when we first drafted him, the team was not, not good, and he was a very high draft pick. So he got thrown in to the deep end, being one of the few guys with skill on a team that was not very skilled. Yeah. And he he developed a very selfish style of play with the puck, where he just wouldn't pass. He would hold the puck forever, and sometimes he'd score, but a lot of times he'd get the puck taken away. He has turned into a guy who knows what his skills are, what his skills aren't. And this tenure in St. Louis, granted, we're 10 games in, but this David Perron is fantastic. He knows when to give up the puck, when to pass, where to go when he doesn't have the puck. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't just I want to say I've, had, I've always seen have one offensive zone penalty in 10 games, which is... Another thing he was well known yeah, for. So Yeah, he's been... Fantastic so far. Yeah, so I can say that much. So the games are off well. Patrick Kane comes back with a, let's say, questionable goal. Yeah. From Jake Allen. Say what you want. I, I think it was very savable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sanford comes back off. We just talked about a great play by O'Reilly and Perron, who Perron found Sanford wide open. Wide open. He scored. Unfortunately, uh, this is the other miscue, our captain, Alex Petrangelo. And this is at least the third or fourth game in a row where our defensemen have made an extreme gaffe in the defensive end, and then less than 15 seconds later, it's been in the back of the net. Yeah. So it's yeah. been a – so they uh, Nisimov ties it. So 2-2 two two going into the second period, and you're like, crap. Here we go. Yep. Uh, so Vladimir Tarasenko gets his uh, fourth of the year. Beats him on the short side, too. Short side with a maroon standing in a <laughs> – Great screen. Yeah. So I saw the highlight when I got home last night. Yeah. So then Tyler Bozak. Gets the a goal here off yep. a really good pass from Oscar Sundquist. Yep. Uh, great. And as we got there, unfortunately, you got to see the Patrick Kane goal. Um, so, four to three. He's good. And yeah. I, I hate him, but he's I, I, good. I said that to you, didn't it? Just from what I saw, he was the standout player, I felt, for Chicago. He, he, he's, he was noticeable. He's ridiculously good. Yeah, yeah, he is. I hate him until it comes time for international play and he's on Team USA. <laughs> yeah, and then I like him. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, – Fun fact about Patrick Kane. So the Blues that year had three first-round picks. They offered him to Chicago for that number one pick to draft him, and Chicago said no, and they took him. And the Blues wound up taking – one of the pick was David Perron, actually. So it's kind of funny that he was possibly could have been a St. Louis Blues to a degree. I mean, they obviously said no real quick, but the Blues tried, which is interesting. I would say at one point um, the three big guys on Chicago all could have been Blues. When you look at the fact that the Blues Taze. passed on the fact they could have had Jonathan Taze. Or Eric Johnson. And they had, Johnson, Johnson. And they had T.J. Oshie in the system, who was 
Tays Line Maiden College. Whose place would they be taking in the Blues starting line? In the Blues line? Oh, man. That's a great question. Who knows? The O'Reilly thing never would have happened if we had Probably. Yeah, well, that's what I said. And then they also have the opportunity um, to get a guy who's no longer in Chicago anymore, um, but Artemi Panarin. Yeah, who is, uh, was in Columbus, who scored on us, probably. Um, but he is Vladimir Tarasenko's friend, and Tarasenko turned to the GM on him and was like, you need to get this yeah. guy. Yeah. And, and then they, they, the Blues didn't do it. Chicago drafted him, and he's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, so interesting how that could have uh, turned the tides. But again, but, you know, yeah. the would have, should have, could have game. Yeah. yeah. Would you prefer any of those? At St. Louis instead of the starters or the positions that Bob I'd take place. I'd take Patrick Kane. I'd take all three of them, honestly. Would you? Oh yeah. If I, it, compared to what we did, it would like, I would want to see how it would change the lineup. I mean, that being said, Pat Kane and Jonathan Taze alone, that's three Stanley Cups. At least possible. You never know how things would have worked out, but you have I mean those two guys really good guys. I mean, that's that's the backbone. Because let's be honest. With all due respect to Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. And Corey Crawford, even, you can say. Uh, our, our defensive players are as good as theirs. Uh, if you gave me Those Kane, two guys. And Kane and... Would that solve, and, would that solve your goaltending problem? It wouldn't uh, solve the goaltending problem. And but, that's always but the, been but the, the same time, question. The history, revisionist history, when the Blues... Played Los Angeles years ago. It was a very low-scoring series, and they just couldn't score that big goal. Right. If they right. had those two guys or one of them that could actually, you know, push to actually get one a goal or a tying goal, we there's a lot of games that were two to one or one nothing or three to two. Right. Getting that extra goal, like we had those guys who are high-caliber players, you never know. So, unfortunately, that's just how things work out in Blues history. Sure. So, uh, so finally, four two. You guys are there. Yeah. Yes, see the Kane goal. So Kane scores. Yep. Um. So before we get into all the good stuff, so general, get into a first time to go in, walking into a hockey game, seeing the arena. What do you think of so the arena? I don't know if Chris has filled you in. Uh, they did a lot of upgrades this off season, uh, a lot of new new paint job, new seats, new beer garden, new all this other stuff. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll be totally honest. I was impressed with the arena. I'm impressed with St. Louis to be honest. Find I found it a fantastic place to be in. I enjoy. I've, I'm not made a bad person yet. It's been lovely being here. The arena was fantastic. The hockey was fantastic. The people have been brilliant. Yeah, it's it was everything. I were a bit suspect, to be fair, about coming into a in, into an ice hockey game. Never been to one, and I can't wait to come back. Yeah, I it's fun. I honestly cannot wait now to come back and watch another game. But like you say, if it were a stalemate, nil nil. Right. I, I might not have had the same opinion, but I got to see in a, in a one off period yesterday. I got to see everything. You really I did. I got to see good defense, poor defense, good offense, poor offense, a fight. Yep. And, yeah, you got to see quick yeah, fight. Yeah, too. Got, got to, we got to see everything. You really did. Yeah, in, yeah. in about 28 minutes of play, you got yeah. to see everything you could see in a yeah. game. For basically a quote a typical NHL game, yeah. So, yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is something I think the NHL would like to hear. So it's like you 100%. Can, they kind of they yeah. got uh, – so 4-3 goes into the third period. Yep. Vladimir Tarasenko gets the goal in front of the net where Braden Shen goes tumbling yep. over the top of him after yep. the yep. goal. Yep. So, um, Blues well, do we want to rewind to the end of the second period? Uh, uh, the save, yeah. Excuse me, let me yeah. rewind that. So, no. uh, the first bro- big save, I guess, that Jake Allen made. I guess you could say throughout the game, huge save. It was a fantastic save. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. he got clocked by Zach Sanford yep. coming back. Yep. So, obviously, with us being in the arena, we didn't get to hear anything, and, and I've been so out of the loop. I editor's note. 
Um, we got up this morning and went straight to the Anheuser-Busch Brewery and came straight from there to here. Yeah, so so. Um, I, I haven't really followed up on anything. I'm, did he leave the game for concussion protocol or is there a legit I think just, They said injury and upper body injury, obviously. Uh, you could not see the replay, but he was going off the ice and it kind of – Close up of winning his mask, and his eyes were blinking. He was, to, he was blinking, trying to yeah. get his senses. You can tell he was good by himself off the ice, okay. But they showed him going down the hallway, kind of like a little uh, wobbly. He had two people on each side holding him, really. And he was that's unfortunate. He looked in bad shape going. Down I the was hall. hoping that's when that I was it was like, just precautionary. That's when I was like, yeah, he's he's done for a while. Like I would be surprised if we see him for the Vegas game on Thursday. I would think so. so. I would see uh, Billy Huso coming up possibly. Got it. So. Huge save there. Um, you got to see uh, the guy in the blues make kind of like a, uh, a goaltending change. Well, unfortunately, the kind of change was an injury. We had a couple of them due to poor play so far. Right. Um, but Chad Johnson comes in. Looked great. And yeah, I have to admit, the blues defense locked it down in the third period. Boy, they really did. They only had about one shot through the first eight minutes of Chicago is. Um, they didn't really get much pressure until they pulled the goalie. I can't remember who it was. With about eleven minutes left, I think, came in on a partial breakaway. I want to say Nisima, but I my memory might be it wrong. It could have been, and I don't remember who was on defense either because I've been drinking. Yeah, um, <laughs> poked it away from him, and I just played it perfect. Oh, uh, that was um, Vince Dunn, the one he kicked it away from him. Yes, yes, that was Vince Dunn. Like just. Played it perfect, and I was is, like, is "Where has this been?" Is that when I said you always even got soccer skills? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so, yeah. so uh, some good play there. So Vince Duncan continues to play well, even though he got sat. Before. I thought he's been great. So five three, we're going to. So the goalies pull with about three minutes left. Three so and a half minutes little left. High tension. We, you know, they try to build. We watched that, but I didn't feel like even though they even though they pulled the keeper, I didn't the goaltender. I didn't right. feel. I didn't feel like. They put Blues under that much pressure. Oh, well, honest. you're not a Blues fan then because well, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it worried the hell out of me. It, yeah. it, it didn't feel like to, well, that's to good. me. They well, had that's a good. couple. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's they good. had a couple of chances, but by and large, Nothing they didn't major, have yeah. anything that I thought was a massive yeah. scoring threat. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as they got a goalie pulled, it's one of those things where uh, Chris mentioned to He says, yeah. this is where we crumble. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and now, that's unfortunately where our mind yeah. goes as Blues fans. Yeah. Like, two, you, you go to the negative two things right that you can count on with the Blues. If the other team pulls their goalie, they're going to score. If we pull our goalie, they're going to score <laughs> on us. Yeah, so it's kind of like what happens. But amazingly, Alex Petrangelo gets the puck. Right in front of us, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Like right in front of where our I seats kept, were. I kept looking on replays trying to see because I know where your seats are. So I was kept trying to yeah. see if I could see you at all. But obviously with the sea of blue, it's kind of hard to see that. I mean, he was right in front of us, right in front of that dot. I mean – to the point where when he shot it, we could see it curve yeah. in midair. And I was like, Chris, that's going in. Chris called it while it were off, off the ice. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it started to go yeah. left and just turned in. And yep. I was like, that's in. Yep. Boom. So, and, and Pergrant was his first of the year. So, hopefully that helps him because he's uh, he's struggled so far. He is. I would, But surprisingly, the Blues aren't done, which is kind of the amazing part. The Blues get another power play, and Steen just – Kind of golfs it, yeah. but just like hey, look unloads. what I found. Yeah, just unloads from the slot yeah. in phrasing, and um, sorry, I just threw myself off by saying that. That's so right. it's all right. But uh, so Steen gets a goal, seven to three. You to see a winner, which is I'm um, kind of happy when Chris said you were coming in and we kind of planned this and everything. So I was really told Chris going into this week. I said I, I really hope they play well God, for him, so he gets it. to see like a really good game. Yeah, and everybody's like in a good mood leaving. So you gotta see the 
atmosphere, like as they're leaving, and kind of see how that yeah. is. Um, I don't so, know how it usually is, but like I said, St. Louis has been brilliant. The people have been fantastic. The atmosphere was fantastic. It's and, and St. Louis winning just only yeah. Well, the Blues winning only just made it made it a, li- a bit more special. But I think I'd have enjoyed that regardless. The Blues I'd, I'd have, have enjoyed all of it. The Blues have thankfully done a lot of winning the last three to five years. Um, but this year so far, it's been few and far between. And, and coming off last the last game against Columbus, I think a lot of people came into this game ready to. What, hammer what, nails into coffins. What was the difference yeah. then? So, Why was he so in a depth and fall? See, that's, 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 that's dude. The that's the million dollar question. Because yeah. when, from what I saw of him and my limited knowledge of ice hockey, they looked well beaters. They looked fantastic. I have always said yeah. that there is nobody that can beat the Blues better than the Blues themselves. Right. And and I don't know what it is. Um, and we talked about this a little bit in the in the last uh, podcast that you know this is a team that I'll go back the last decade. Back to the Davis Payne era, um, that they have changed numerous coaches. They've turned the roster over a couple times. It's the same problems year after year. It's a culture problem, and it's it's obviously to the point now where it's a culture that supersedes any one player. And I don't know how you fix it. And what's yeah. funny is we had a few years ago we signed a guy in free agency as a center who was a native St. Louis, and his name was Paul Stasny. And he came in, and he noticed it right off the bat because the Blues hit a rough patch. and It wasn't a long rough patch, too. which is the No, it wasn't. It was and he games. said in the media, and it was very true and very telling, he goes, I've never been part of a team that takes every loss so personal and so devastating. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because you're dealing with a team is that, that pressure is – pressure put upon them? It is, and I think the pressure comes from you're dealing with a franchise that is 52 years old at this point, has never won a championship. Um, Hasn't sniffed a championship since the early 70s. Right. They went to the the championship round their first three years and have never been back. Right. Um, So I, I think that much like in baseball, you talk about the Red Sox and the Cubs, and I think, you know, as much as players say, Oh, that doesn't mean anything. The pressure's not there. It's there. You want to be that team that delivers the championship. Who's the pressure put onto and by though? The fans. The uh, every, I think, I think everybody. everybody. I think it's the. I think it's the organizational thing too. Where obviously it's always your goal, but I think in yeah. St. Louis especially that they built a team that's been like as Chris said in the last ten years, yeah, about has built a pretty good like. After we kind of bottomed out in 2006, 2007 was like our worst year, 2005 maybe even. Yeah. That was our that was our worst year as a franchise and the year I worked down there, which was great. <laughs> so, um, well, and to go even further back than that, this was a franchise that until recently when it got broke by one season held the pro sports record for most consecutive years making the playoffs at 24 years in a row. Mm-hmm. With no, with, championships with no championship to show for it, so it's like you're constantly, you're always that team. We're always that team that's in, yeah. but never got past me the first yeah. or second oh, round. Or, always the bridesmaids, never the bride. Yeah, correct, exactly. Yeah. So, and we always seem it, it in, in recent history. I would say the last six, seven years, it seemed like we would always get matched up in the first round with the team that would win the whole damn thing. Right, like two years in a row, we lost to Chicago when they buzzsawed their way through the championships. Right. The next two years, the Los Angeles Kings just blew by us. Right. 
So it was like we can't even say that we lost to teams that were crappy and bowed out. We always ended up pulling the card of the team that was just on a mission from God. And yeah. at some point you're like, well, when is it our turn? Yeah. So there's a couple a couple years ago we thought it was there. We got to the conference finals. 2015 but, I think was the year. Yeah. So it was close, but not close enough. So at least can, you guys see a winner. So Can St. Louis, can they attract the, the top, top players? Well, uh, that is a question that is of much debate right now. Um, I think winning cures all your woes. And I think if you have a winning product and a winning franchise, you're going to attract top players. There are some people that say because St. Louis isn't an L.A., because it's not a New York, because it's not a Chicago or even a Dallas, that you know the players nowadays care just as much about the city they live in as they do the team they play for. And I think there is merit to that, but I also think you look at the St. Louis Cardinals from the baseball side – that team has no problems attracting free agents. Now, granted, they missed on two of them this Recent, year. Recently, recent years, but overall, they've always been able to get like that guy that would right. push them to the championship. And, I, and, and you, know, you look at the Blues, and it's not like the Blues roster through history is not you, dotted we, with we, amazing yeah. – players i mean we've had we've had probably if you look at a couple years ago in the nhl their 100th year anniversary they had the top 100 players if you look at it i think they had like a good i think i want to say 16 to 18 were like some form were on the blues it could have been a year unfortunately three months 32 games 32 games for wayne gretzky wayne gretzky probably the greatest (laughs) player you know ever martin brodeur yeah who played seven games you know so it's one of those things where we've had a lot of these hall famers are really good guys and just Never panned out, or they've gone. Here's to other why teams I think St. Louis can attract it. Look at how many former players, when they're done playing, come back and put up permanent residency in St. Louis. Yeah, Chris Pronger is a native Canadian. He played everywhere from Hartford to here to L.A. Well, Anaheim yeah, to you know uh, Philadelphia, Edmonton. Retired, moved back to St. Louis. Yeah. So uh, because of that, I think that, yes, St. Louis can attract top-tier talent. And just depending on, like you said, winning is the key. Like, yeah, thing, so. I, I'll reference another American sport in basketball, like you've got LeBron James. Right. Yes. Best player uh, in the NBA at the moment, would you yep. say? I would easily. Easily. Yeah. But if he hasn't got the other players around him. Agreed. It, it can't win. Which, it, right it now, win. I think it's... I haven't really LA, paid that attention. Yeah, they've been kind yeah. of right. wonky so right. far. I, I don't think they've won yet, have they? LA? I think they've won... I think he's one and three. I know they're two. struggling. I know. I, know yeah. the first I haven't paid that close lost. attention. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, the NBA, the Western Conference is stacked. Yeah. That's a different story, um, but yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean... To, answer, to bring your question well, that's around. What, that's what amazed me, sorry. Sorry for interrupting, but no, that's no. what amazed me yesterday. I didn't realize how big a roster, a bench were yeah. in a hockey game. Mm. So there's five players. There's five on the ice plus a goalie. Um, and and obviously the goaltender. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The interchanging five players, apart from the tender, the goaltender, the goalie. Yeah. I didn't realize how many players were actually sat on the bench waiting to interchange. I never yeah. realized there yeah. were that many players. Yeah, yeah, I so. mean, you. If you play twenty minutes, that's considered a lot. A lot, yeah. Yeah. So our well, top defensive play is uh, like one of the top five minutes in the league, and he's around between twenty four and twenty seven yeah. minutes a game. Right. Well, I think one guy the, does almost thirty minutes, which is literally half the game. That's ridiculous. And the, the speed it was played at yesterday as well, right? From what we saw, the speed you obviously you won't be able to keep that up all game yeah. if you're a single player. Yeah. But so. it, it, it were intense and and great at the same time. So, uh, I'm a couple questions about your experience there too. So. 
talked about the atmosphere and stuff. So what do you think of like the atmosphere compared to um, – I'm being stereotypical here, and I apologize if I – No, it's all right. But uh, like compared to a soccer like a Premier match. League match. Like a Premier I mean, League. If you're watching that, like, is it? Like, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother yeah. level. But like, compared to, obviously, it's a lot smaller scale. Because I know for a soccer it's, match, it's a lot bigger scale. It's obviously, a lot, it's a lot smaller scale. It's it's a it's a lot closer. Right. So you know, you'll never get that close to a professional football mm-hmm. game, soccer game. You'll never get that close to it. Uh, the atmosphere was. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. With being a smaller enclosed area, mm-hmm. you didn't have somebody behind you. Slating a certain play like you're doing soccer games, or oh, that were terrible. It's terrible. It sent like a uh, atmosphere that uh, produced a women a winning team. Everything was right. positive, but I don't know if that's just because of the way they were playing. It helps. It yeah. helps. Yeah, it, it, it helps. If, yeah. I were, if I were there and they were losing four four to zip or something, I'd, right? Yeah, if you were there Thursday, it might have been a different story yeah, in the third yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. They, they got booed off the ice Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. we uh, went to the home opener, the opening game of the season, and they got booed off the ice. Like they were right. they, like when the goalie made a very easy save, the crowd mock cheered our goalie, which that was another deal. That's I how think bad every it was. fan could realize as well if a team's playing well and they're trying to give everything, but they lose. There's a difference between them seeing... That is 100% correct. Yeah. And then a team, the fans will still stay behind them. Correct. Yeah. Especially Which, what, I, I've, what I've realized with people from St. Louis. I feel like if they, if they tried, that, they gave the that, best. Dude, the that's... would still stay behind them. You got it. And that's... Yeah. When we went to the home opener, yeah. the team we played, the Winnipeg Jets, is a team that is a critic favorite to possibly win the Cup this year. Right. And Jason and I had talked, and I was like, I don't know what to expect tonight, man. I was like, we could really just get beat down. And we did. We lost 5-1. But I think, you know, for the first half of that game, it was a 1-1 game. Or a 1-0 game, rather. And it was great. But you saw the floodgates open, and the team just stopped playing. And that's when the crowd turned. Yeah, when they collapsed in the game. It's like, I, I, I don't mind losing games, especially games to better teams. Yeah. But... When you're getting paid as much as you do to play a child sport, and when you're asking me to pay as much as I do to come to the game, buy concessions, park the whole nine yards, yeah. I don't care if you're winning six to one or if you're losing seven nothing. You better get out there and skate and try. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think fans react to that. hundred percent, they from, do. And from what we saw, yeah, it you you could tell. And there there seems to be there's a very big split amongst fans on if it's okay to boo when the team is playing bad. No, and I've always said I think it's 100% within yeah, your right. If yeah, your I team do. is not playing well yes, and your yeah. team is not trying, damn it, 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 boo them. Yeah. That's the only thing you really have as a fan to express your discontent. Yeah, if that, if that, I feel like if they're getting beat, if a team's getting beat, especially a team that I like and I follow, if the team is that's beating them is just outclassing them in, in every aspect what of the game. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough, you've beat us. But if the team just... And lays down. Yeah, that I don't team. accept. Yeah, exactly. That I will boo. Yeah, but and I think that's I think that's just worldwide. Yeah, I, and I agree. And that's I think you said that well. And I don't think either of us have actually no, said yeah, that over the years. Not, yeah. And that's the difference. Like if I watch the Blues played sixty minutes, and I can tell that they're trying and they're just getting beat by a superior team. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, we got work to do. Yeah, but would you watch a team just? Cave in. Cave in and stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's, is, that's where the, the boobers Which kind of seems out. like the issue has been this year when we've had games. We've got, unfortunately, the, it's been a lot of different things this year. It's been like, well, our defense has been kind of like our big deal for years where we were very good defensively. And then now this year, like, this is the first game, I think, that we've had under four goals in a while. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's been 
been a been a rough go for uh, the first ten games. And from what I saw from yesterday, them two them two forwards in particular, yeah. that we saw, it, they they seem to different class. They oh, they, yeah. they they look good. Kane and, and Taze are brilliant, and, and they look they look really good. But then once once the defense from the Blues got to grips with him. They, yeah. they, they seem to cage them all yeah. right. I yeah, thought, absolutely. Yeah, from, seems like, from my limited knowledge of the sport, they seem to handle them all, all right. Yeah, I want to say the third period is the first time this season where the Blues went, they locked things down. They, they really actually, did shut yeah, it down. They made, yeah. made adjustments, which can't be said in the first nine games where like True. they really just they stuck with what they were doing and it wasn't working and it got worse. Yeah. This time it seems like something changed and they actually – did the players do something? Did Yo, our coach do something? Oh, I couldn't tell you that, or did it all finally yeah. just actually work yeah. for once? Um, as I don't know if Chris has queued you in like this year, like last year we didn't make the playoffs, and a lot of people got very angry. Yeah. Uh, so they changed the roster over quite a bit this year. Right. Brought in really young kids, brought in guys from the outside, made a big trade for O'Reilly, which we talked about. So is it we always talked about at the beginning of the season is it like a gelling thing? Are they trying to get the team to kind of mix together? Maybe it's going to take some time. Bedding um, in, like a betting in period for all right. players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we kind of think is that it? Is it now? Is it the system? Um, I w- I called it to a degree. I said if this game got out of hand the other way, the Blues got smoked. Yeah. I think you would have saw the last game of our coach being. The coach. I agree. I think our coach would have been fired. Do, do, have you all noticed as avid fans that the coaching tactics are spot on? Or are they off? Or are they? It's been different this year. They changed their assistant coach, which is yes. the defensive coach. And it's been, as uh, you can say, a struggle, but interesting. Have you, have you noticed the difference in play? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. Indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. The defense, yeah. especially because they changed to, instead of being like a zone kind of coverage, Yes. they switched to man-to-man, man, and man you to see how fast defense, it yeah. is. Like, yeah. And our defense is not super, I would say average speed. They're yeah. Sort of like, they're not slow, but they're not fast. Yeah. So them forwards were nimble. Yes. They're, so, which is a yeah. problem. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's been interesting, so hopefully maybe the system is going to maybe adapt a little bit and kind of change, and, or maybe the players are going to kind of rework it or whatever. So we'll see how it goes. Do you, do you feel like the players that you've got, the defensive players, are able to play yeah. man-to-man coverage? Uh, I don't know if they're able to play. I mean, no. The, no. The, outside, no. the record right now would say no, I, and I think weird. we have a very good decor. I just don't think that, that the system that system. they're trying to make them play Suits their skill set. Yeah, right. We have a, we're right now we're three, four, and three. So, um, getting better. Uh, they got it. This is a second game of a seven game, game homestand. Home yeah. So they're go, so this is kind of a make or break it type thing. If I they, agree. This goes until uh, mid November. So they're home for quite a bit. So almost two and a half weeks. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's is there be is there many teams coming in that's expected to steamroll them or is there? It's a lot of good teams. Like Vegas is coming in um, Thursday night. Yeah, they went to the Minnesota Saturday, which is uh, WWE night. Yeah, boy. So, um, woo! There you go. I was waiting for it. Um, Let's see. And Minnesota is actually in again. Is the last game of its homestand. I think Edmonton's mixed into it. So, uh, there's some games. There's some teams that, and it's the thing nowadays with the with the conference they're in now. There's not really. Right now we're on we're on kind of the team is getting steamrolled lately. So a lot of teams that we're going to play are always going to be a step up at least for right now. Yeah, and especially with our goalie. So Jake Allen is no status update as of tonight. We're recording on the twenty eighth. Yep. Um, Billy Huso did play was down in San Antonio today. So our our big minor league goalie did not get called up yet. But they don't play for another couple of days. Right. They don't days. play until Thursday. So something happened between now and then maybe uh, they might be going with their backup goalie for time being, which. 
tell me if you heard this before, Chad Johnson had to come in and spell a goalie when he got injured slash hurt. I've heard this before. Yeah. So. Who gets sorry? Who gets a starting call then? Do you get do you, do you go to your minor league player that's playing constantly? Or would you go to your backup that's in the team but not playing? So. Traditionally, you would go to your backup. Traditionally. Because right. he's on the roster because he's more NHL ready. Right. I would say the only change that would be is if you have a minor both league goalie. Goal, or both goalies are struggling and want to say, well, this is occasion one got hurt. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off about it. No, no, go ahead. But there was a years ago when the NHL was locked out for part of the season, they came back. Both our goalies couldn't stop a beach ball. Right. So they called up our current goalie, who was the minor league goalie at the time, right. and he had to come in and kind of save the season yeah. for a while until our goalies reset themselves, and then they came back in and did very well. But there's occasions where the minor league goalie will get called up because they had no kind of no other options. Yeah. In this case, an injury happened, so they're going to probably gonna go with the backup, I would say, nine times out of ten. Right. Um, but a lot of games come up. You never know where they might have to sneak him in because, like I said, I don't think Allen looked that great going off the ice. Yeah, we didn't get to see it. So, so. Um, yeah, he went down the thing, and he had a guy on each arm. He was holding – kind of hold him up as he went down well, the hallway. That's unfortunate. So that's, and it sucks, man, because there were a couple of tweets out there where people saying, well, I'm glad that he's out now, which is, <sighs> you, know, you know, come on, guys. Look, man, I'm never going to wish injury on anyone. Yeah, so. I mean, am I 100% happy with this play? No, but no. you don't want to see anyone get hurt. No, you don't. No. So, next couple of games we got coming up. So, Vegas on Thursday. Uh, Saturday, November 3rd, is the Minnesota Wild slash WWE night. Which there we go. And then Carolina comes in. So some teams that are playing pretty well so far. So be a trying three games. We'll see. So we talked about this. W night's coming up. Chris will be in attendance. And um, I did see this. So side note, they, they announced who the WWE person is going to be. Oh, who is it? So not, not, not uh, on the roster anymore. Not even commentating anymore. Jerry the King Lawler will be the WWE personality there. That makes sense. That's fine. So he's just going to be there. Like it's not a big deal. So, All right. so question: Did you hear any woos there by chance when you were there? Hear people wooing by chance? Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah they, there was they, woos. Yes, they no, a, maybe so. Like how did you yeah, feel about yeah, this? Yeah, they, they had a. Um, they did a big montage, and then the woos montage, were pretty loud. They did a montage, yeah. didn't yeah. they? Would how'd you say think, it's more you, than five percent of the crowd? I'd say it's more than five percent of the crowd. So, do you like the woos or whatever? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's all, it's all that's deal. All right, so that's three deal, out of three deal. Out. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So anyway. Jason likes him. As long as it adds to the atmosphere, and they don't do it. Thank right you, here. thank <laughs> you. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like, all right. So the the woo the Ric Flair woos in the crowd started last year. Eh, sometime last year for some random reason. I don't know if they played a Ric Flair woo and it did it. So I don't there, know. Was, there was there was some sorry there was somebody at a time that tried getting a tune going. Every yeah, time it again. didn't work. <laughs> it tune um, so the the woos have been highly divisive. You either right. love it or you hate it. The biggest complaint is that, and I, I I concede this. It's true, is that it seems like once the woos start, they randomly pop up they, all over. They the don't areas. stop. Yeah, and they they come up at odd and random times. And I get that. Here's the thing, though. If you've ever been to a Blues game, there's always that random a-hole, I don't know what section he is, who's got the plastic horn, who feels the need to start a Let's Go Blues horn chant every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. You brought your horn. You want to play your horn. Yeah. Bruh. It doesn't need to happen every 30 seconds. Yeah. But, but... I get that some people like it, and I get that it adds to the atmosphere, so I'm cool with it. Yeah. I feel like that is how we need to approach the woos. Yeah. 
Can they be annoying at times? Sure. Can they go overboard at times? Sure. Are people having fun? Yes. So stop complaining. I liked, I'll, I must admit though, I liked the Wolves when it was somebody five seats away from me. Yes. It, it was on my side constantly. I've never seen a city that regardless of it being sports or anything, hates change. As much as St. Louis, <laughs> yes. like you've never been, you've never been to North for England. Oh my God! Way, way, if right, you right, try just... to introduce anything different and or new into this city, people look at you like you are Satan. <laughs> and not the one from Hoboken. <laughs> no. Um, oh God! Sorry. 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 <laughs> and there's been a couple of changes this year in the in-game entertainment. It started last year. And it's progressed into this year. You would think by reading social media, be it Facebook lounges or Blues Twitter or whatever, that the people in charge of in-game entertainment for the Blues want nothing more than to to just alienate and piss off everyone in the crowd. (laughs) And I was like, that makes no sense. And the fact is like... It it started with they decided to make a change in the in-game entertainment host. It used to be one girl, and then they tried to make it like a um, team, a team of a couple of people. And then this year, they basically just said, "Screw it, we're making the change," and it's this new girl. And people are acting like the blues had it out for the old host and it was their mission to wrong her and unceremoniously throw her out on her ass on the cold. And the fact is like these things change in two years. No one's going to remember and or care. It's, it's just how it works, man. Like it's going to change. And the other thing is it's in game entertainment. What you find entertaining and what you find entertaining and what I find entertaining aren't always going to be the same yeah, we don't thing. Match up the same. And you're never going to make everybody happy. Speaking about equality and sexism in game, we said the when when there's a breaking play. Yeah. And then Oh yeah. Have, so so I, I don't know ice, if you noticed this. The, 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 the yeah. ice girls now have uniforms. They're not all girls. There's two mm. dudes. <laughs> yeah. Those two dudes. And yeah. those two dudes are just out there in jeans and t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. And I was like and I looked at Jamie and I was like I really want there to be a meeting where they're like, listen, Jeff, if you're going to be on this team, you're going to wear the uniform. Put it on. Put it on. That's funny. <laughs> because there's, well, it's good. there's eight it's girls in like skin-tight leotards and skirts, and then here comes Jeff in a T-shirt that says, Blues Crew. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Did you have equality in the old way? That's right. Yeah, try. So, good stuff. So, we'll start to wrap it up there. We're hitting about an hour here. So, cool. I don't want to keep you guys too long because you know, it's late for you guys. So. And you had a long trip for you've been probably running nonstop for I'm, about thirty six yeah, hours. I'm now. fine. I'm caffeined up. Yeah, you're caffeined up. So thank you for your hospitality. No, thank, thank you, you for, for coming on. Me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so we'll wrap it up there. So if you get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. You can get us on Facebook. It's a Blues Hockey Podcast or Instagram, which I'll post a couple podcast of uh, Chris and Jamie talking, which they didn't see me taking pictures it's like a creep. Sweet. Sir. So anyway, and um. That, that that blueshockeypodcast.com. That's right, and also son. .net, and also .net. 
So um, let's see that, that, that. And even to get to download us, it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. Yes. So we're a lot of places now. We are. So go we're ahead and subscribe. We're one week away rate. from WWE night with yes. all of our so shirts. So we're talk about that. So I'm actually wearing the shirt now. So as Jamie gets to see this shirt. And I also gave you our other shirt that we yes, had yeah, there. Thank so, you so, much. so, yeah. So we got our both shirts on glass bangers. I would order those as soon as possible to possibly get them by next Saturday. What I'll, was the deadline date? Well, it'll be the 29th. would be tomorrow, kind of, like they right. said, just to make sure they get them in the mail and out. Just make sure with transit and if there's yeah. weather situations. So hopefully if you're listening to this, you have ordered your shirt. I'm going to get this up as soon as possible. So if not, I'm definitely up tomorrow night, which would be the 29th. If not, tonight. So if you're listening to this right now, order. pause, go order your shirt, come back. Yep. And they actually have a buy one, get one uh, half off right now. There you go. Get both of them. There you go. Get the NWO and the Bullet Club. Club. So yep, we Trademark pending. Yeah, <laughs> correct on that one. So, uh, once again, Jamie, thanks for doing this. No, it's, thank uh, you. So, thank you ever so much for your hospitality. So I hope you uh, enjoy St. Louis. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, well. uh, I, I, we have a toasted ravioli, if you haven't heard. You can try that out. Oh, we'll, we'll get some of uh, those. Chris is, uh, and I think I'll be joining you hopefully tomorrow, yeah. taking you to a uh, this place, a uh, very high class place. Very high class. Uh, it's called Hutors. Yes. Oh, it's French. It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it's it. It's very classy. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to we'll it. get quiche. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's not French. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that. so once again, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Nope. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. Big week ahead. Like I said, WB Nights. Woo! Yeah, we'll leave it back. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you.